Welcome to Public Occurrences, Both Foreign and Domestic. And I'm your daily guide for understanding today's headlines, Michael O'Fallon. that you are being terrorized on a daily basis. You're being terrorized. Your family is being terrorized. Your community is being terrorized. And the terrorists are not who you would usually think of as being terrorists. Because this time around, the terrorists are wearing Brooks Brothers suits and ties. They're wearing pantsuits designed by Lauren and Ted Baker. When I use the term domestic terrorism, what immediately comes to your mind? Maybe for some of you older than 20, the thought of what your nation endured through in 2001 comes to mind. The thought of enhanced security at airports all over the world. The thought of giving away our constitutional rights to the government so that they could surveil everyone without a proper warrant under the Patriot Act. By the way, Ron Paul was right. Maybe it was having your bags and bodies searched every time you went to a ball game or a rally. All to stop. Terrorism. Now, when I use the term domestic terrorism, and you're someone who's the age of 20 or 25, and you're thinking about it in today's terms, What might come to mind is what the radical left has led you to believe is the threat of terror. Maybe you'll think it's some toothless banjo-picking Confederate flag-wearing white supremacists. Maybe it's a bunch of Trump-loving conservatives wearing MAGA hats and singing the national anthem. You know, maybe it's them dirty nationalists that love America, apple pie, and worst of all, conservative biblical Christians who refuse to accept or even synergize with critical race theory. Or maybe Roman Catholic Sedevacanists, who refuse to follow the radical Pontifex Maximus as he battles the sins of greenhouse gas emissions and systemic racism. Maybe it's those people that are showing up at school board meetings across the nation who are opposing critical race theory. By the way, I'm glad that this finally caught on. Maybe it's your children who you sent to school without wearing a mask who are killing their teachers and their classmates. Maybe it's you that refuse to wear a mask in the supermarket. You're a murderer now. And if you're a murderer, any means necessary must be used to stop you from murdering. Even if that means force. Because you are killing people, you know. Whatever means necessary should be used to stop you. Because you are a terrorist. Do you see how this works? Is any of this starting to become rather clear to you now? For years, the United States has been focused on preventing terrorism from disrupting our way of life. Our economy, our families those things that gave us strength as a nation. If we were to go even further back than our current generations, 
you would see how the United Kingdom prepared for certain conflict with Nazi Germany in 1939. And with the looming possibility of the Luftwaffe having bombing raids on London, they said, keep calm and carry on. In other words, the British government encouraged its citizens to have courage, to carry on with life as normally as possible, because that is how you deal with a real crisis. That is how you deal with terror. You keep calm, and you carry on. A nation that does not panic, that keeps life the same, a nation that carries on with its life will eventually return to normal. That is what we know works. That is how you preserve a nation and a society. But if that's not your intention, if you want to disrupt what is normal, if you want to reset an entire society or a nation, then you bring in terror. You make it impossible for anyone to keep calm and carry on. You make sure that no one is calm. You make sure that everyone is on edge. You make sure that panic must set in. You make sure that no one can carry on as usual. And if anyone insists on carrying on, you criticize them. You shame them. You call them nothing more than murderers because it is your intent to deconstruct and reshape their entire lives. You want everyone in a nonstop panic so that they will just follow whatever insane, self-destructive orders you demand of them. You make sure that the propaganda is nonstop. And what you want everyone to be saying everywhere is, keep panicked and prepare for change. There is no carrying on as usual because the usual will never be coming back. That, ladies and gentlemen, is terror. And then, when someone begins to doubt your nonsense, when wise people who refuse to live in your fear box begin to question your orders, crush them, deplatform them, Silence them. No dissent allowed. This has always been the way invading armies treat their captives. It has always been this way. Because here is what actual real terrorism does to a society. You see, terrorism has an impact on the societies that it affects or targets. Terrorism aims to create terror a feeling of insecurity, and the idea that leaders can no longer protect those they lead by normal means, by constitutional means. It leaves people stunned and has an emotional impact that lives on through its political implications. These political implications relate first and foremost to democracy and the separation of powers, and can lead to the unraveling and abuse of existing structures in ways that work to the government's advantage. 
They can also benefit the causes of autocrats and totalitarians, playing out in favor of authoritarianism. If the impact of terrorism is lasting, it becomes cultural. Individuals change their habits, their way of life, their behaviors, learning, for example, not to be passive in the event of another terror attack, and going about their daily lives, keeping in the back of their minds the possibility that a terrorist attack could take place. People also consume differently with the thought of terror in their minds. And this has a number of effects, including considerable economic ones. Because terror changes people's understanding of reality. It can create mass paranoia. An entire community of people who are always afraid and they're always in a panic. Taurus flows are also infected by terror. And new investments are generated. Not in tourism itself, but in security. It obliges companies to take new measures. In other words, they changed the normal way that they were doing things, prompting them to even monitor their staff in new ways and based on criteria. In the past, it was religious criteria, what set them apart. And then that can be highly contentious. It also impacts prison life, the prison staff, and how prisons work. Or don't work. And in many ways, the terror of yesterday is now becoming the terror of today. Maybe you're beginning to understand that. The terror of today is now a global phenomenon. The terror of yesterday and the terror of today is now influencing diplomacy intelligence, and even the specter of war. The terrorism of today affects some groups more than others, such as those making independent medical decisions in societies or nations in which they are the minority. It also dehumanizes or marginalizes these minority groups, such as those making their own medical decisions making the public believe that members of these minority groups, these new minority groups, are complicit in this terrorism and therefore are criminals. Now, from the perspective of the federal government, who was the terrorist of 2003 compared to the terrorist of today? Well, in 2003, it was the radical Islamist. Today, the federal government wants to make you the terrorist. Because remember, you are a murderer. You won't take the vaccine. You support a candidate that they don't like. 
You support what America stood for. You're the terrorist. And also, remember, you must be afraid of the terrible, murdering, always-present virus. It's always around the corner. You can't even say something if you see something anymore. Because you can't even see it. But you can see those murderers who refuse to wear a mask. They are the real enemy. Are you beginning to see this for what it is? But who are the real terrorists? Let's be clear. It's those holding power. In the administration. Those in Congress. And those in public health. They are raining terror upon us. Those that are in corporations, those in the media that push this 24 hours, seven days a week. They are terrorizing the citizens of the United States, the United Kingdom, Europe, and Australia. Because the last thing to remember is that, just like 9-11, terrorism gives rise to policies that are repressive, but also preventative, or those aimed at ending the threat of their perceived terror. For the last 20 years, folks, you have been living in the operational preparation of the environment. The operational preparation of the environment, or OPE, is a military term used to describe what an invading force will do with covert intelligence and propaganda that they will put into the area, region, or land that they are going to invade that is a hostile territory. Operational preparation of the environment. They prepare the environment before they invade. All the years and years of macabre environmental doomism for the last 20 years. That's the operational preparation of the environment. The years of preparation in the schools, the churches, the corporations, our major league sports, being infused with critical race theory, systemic oppression, and white privilege. That's the operational preparation of the environment. The years of tearing down normal male and female interaction and relationships. That's the operational preparation of the environment. All the years of degrading our nation tearing our national pride down, denigrating America. That's the operational preparation of the environment. I did a few shows a year and a half ago addressing these issues. You should go back and listen. Operational preparation of the environment. But now, you're living in it. They're already here. So what are you going to do about it? Well, it's time to go to your city council meetings. It's time to go to your county commissioners. It's time to go to your state capitals. It's time to go to your shareholder meetings. It's time to rally together. You know now what's going on. Now you know. And you must not be afraid. But this time, it isn't just enough to keep calm. 
and carry on. Now you must be courageous and take back America. You must be courageous and take back your church. You must be courageous and take back our way of life. You must be courageous and defeat fascism. You must be courageous and defeat domestic terrorists. We must win. I am Michael O'Fallon, and this has been Public Occurrences, both foreign and domestic. <laughs>